If you're looking to get a new car, you could really cut expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive. Sure, you love your old car, but you know it's not normal to give instructions on how to open the window. It should be self-explanatory, but it's not. And notice how when you're in other people's cars, you can feel cushion in the seats? That's pretty nice, right? No, it's just normal. So bundle your renters and car insurance with Progressive and put the savings toward a new car. It's time. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Welcome to AGE Prison Talk, the people's podcast. Take a ride with Christian and B. Moore as they discuss the many challenges life has to offer. Reds and Mail hit the streets to give you an inside look into the lives of others through art, music, and well, you'll see. Dream Child, our prison correspondent, shares his heart and soul as we raise the voices of many. This is pure gold, and it begins now. I ain't gonna tell y'all she over here thinking she Mariah. I mean, I ain't gonna do it again. So that's all that matters. Well, see, we over here with our Friday takeover. This is Christian. Oh, oh, and this is B Moore. <laughs> And this is AGE Prism Talk And what happened you It's Taco Friday So if you hear me crunch crunch It's cause I'm eating a taco mm. Oh Suffolk Public Schools call me <laughs> What they want mm. I ain't answer They always want something mm. But yeah Anyway So yeah Friday takeover He is over here Fucking these tacos up I know And I feel bad Eating them on the air <laughs> right <laughs> Cause they're crunching Y'all go hear Every uh, bit of my crunch <laughs> ooh, All of it <laughs> I'm making a mess of Like a little kid <laughs> A little bit Cause you always Making a mess So I wanted to talk about Forgiveness Okay Because Someone was telling somebody Something today I was over here In a conversation Yeah cause I'm nosy And if you talk around me I'm gonna listen So Okay and she was like, girl, you you supposed to forgive him, but you ain't never supposed to forget. I don't understand that concept. Because com- forgiveness is complete. I, it's total. I can forgive you. Just because I forgive you don't mean that it's not going to be... I'm feel, not going to remember it. I feel like we're using another term then. Like, you're not using... You're not forgiving you're not giving forgiveness you gotta think about how christ died for us for our forgiveness (laughs) so you mean to tell me that you forgive somebody and then bloop you magically forget about it i I have forgiven a lot of people no forgotten about it i mean why hold on to it if you forgive them You're, you're not holding on to it you it's a memory yeah, but the same way you forgot to call me last night. It's an it's a memory. It's an experience. It's you cannot forget it. It happened to you. You can't forget it. But then you that never. That doesn't mean that you can't like forgive. 
I don't know. I always feel like people always hold that whatever I forgave you for in my side pocket in case I need to pull it out. No, again. it's not a in your side pocket, but it still happened. It still you cannot forget something that happened. But you can't. You're not supposed to use it again. And I didn't say we're not talking about using it. Well, no, we're it, talking it, about forgetting it. Well, I guess I'm thinking about the content of the conversation. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And it was, you know, like, well, I forgive him, but I'll never forget. And only, you know, make sure you this and make sure you that. And it's like, if you're doing yeah. all that to procure yourself no. from it not happening again, did you really forgive? Yes. No, you did not. Yes, you did. You did not. You definitely forgave. No. You forgave. But that doesn't mean you're not supposed to be prepared for the shit to happen again. And then you didn't forgive. You did forgive. You did not. But you ain't supposed to be stupid either. So because I forgive and gonna forget I'm stupid? No. I mean, (laughs) you ain't supposed to be stupid as you're not supposed to, like, be prepared for the worst. I don't know. But you know what? You're like a pessimistic type of person anyway. Okay, that's fine. No, no, no. I, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm saying, but I'm also asking, right? No, it doesn't sound like an ask. It sounds well, like Well, it really was. It really was. Okay. Well, maybe you need to insert your question mark. Okay, stop deflecting. <laughs> and answer the question. Are you more pessimistic than you are optimistic? Yeah. So I guess that maybe that's the pessimistic view. I mean, you can say someone is pessimistic all day long, but I'm going to remember the patterns that brought us to this point. You know what I'm saying? Because you think about the synonyms of the word forgive, excuse, overlook, disregard, ignore. You know? Okay. So, okay, hold on. So, I'm supposed to ignore... Anything that could mean you cheating on me again or whatever. But see, that's the thing that I'm talking about. It's like, right away is, oh, you cheating on me again. If if that's the situation. Um, um, I mean. I mean. I get what you're saying. I don't think you get what I'm saying. I get what I just, you're saying. I, but what I, I say is, I don't think that that's forgiveness. I feel like if you're still holding on to it, then you, 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 you you're can, not forgiving. You. Know, you, you you cannot hold on you, just because you're just because you're uh, I lost my train of thought and I forgot the words that I need to say <laughs> but no, I don't know because I feel like in, in my life I felt like I had to forgive a lot of people and I had to move on from a lot of things especially a lot of things I went through as a child but you, know? you can move on and not you still remember though. But I don't remember I don't remember in the instance that it's held against you. I don't remember because I'm looking for a pattern so I don't get cheated but you on again. Remember because and actually, it and created on, the person that you are now. And honestly, I don't remember. There was something about it that you that you associated. There's something that you associate with, you know what I'm saying, that particular Emotion. I mean, whatever. some some things I do remember, so and some things some I don't. Level. I I don't remember. Like, okay, okay yes, I know that everything I went through in my life made me this person I am today, but I see what's in front of me. Okay. You know. Okay. So I was like, let's see what's in front of me too for when 
The right of way is like, like for, done wrong again, again but I that's mean. the wrong way to look at it because it's you like you're you're thinking and you're speaking it into existence. Okay. But once again, I'm one of those people that think people can change because I know how bad how bad how much I've changed. Like I feel like I used to be a horrible person. I thought I was a horrible person, you know. And I've changed. Well, like people like me and stuff. I'd be like, you like me for real. <laughs> So, I don't know. It just, like, it just rubbed, not that it rubbed me the wrong way. It just, I felt like it was, like, you're giving the wrong advice. You know what I'm saying? But then it also goes back to being stupid. You have to learn from your lessons. Right or wrong? Right. I can't tell you how to learn from your lesson. True. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many times have I told you to stop talking to somebody and you still talk to them? No. You ever, you ever said that yes. You told me to stop talking to me? Yes. Hmm. I don't wish it, prayed upon it, wished on a star, shooting star. I grabbed a little, those little flower thingies that be floating in the air, and you grab them, you make a wish, and you let them go, and none of them shits work, girl. You still be talking to the nigga. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I just felt like it was. Like, I don't know. I just felt like it was an old, I guess, explain situations, older woman and a younger woman. And I just felt like I can't learn from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. I can't put myself in your shoes. We may wear the same size, but I'm going to wear them different. I'm going to walk in them different. I'm going to sport them different. I'm going to wear a different outfit with them. So I can never I truly. swell up when I'm wearing them like yours. Right. My feet don't stink like yours. My feet don't sweat like yours. Like, there's so many anomalies that I think people don't take into consideration when they say that stuff. Put yourself in my shoes. I can never put myself in your shoes. Because I have to know your state of mind, your state of heart, your state of being, your state of soul, your state of condition. Mm-hmm. And until I am in all of those states that you're in, I will never be able to put myself in your shoes. So how can I learn from your experience? So we all need to experience things ourselves, And I guess maybe forgiveness was the wrong thing, but that's what she used. But to me, I was like, you know, it's once part of time I was stupid. And people looked at me like, don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. You know? And I still did it. And I learned. You know? Mm-hmm. But my advice is, okay, do what you want to do. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. like, you got to learn. Like, I had to learn. learn for yourself. Yep. You know, and that's like, I guess. Yeah, like I got to learn for myself. Clearly, because you don't listen to me when I tell you stop talking, people. <laughs> ain't no good for you. Mm-hmm. He claim he your best friend, but he really ain't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Take over. What's up for the weekend? What you got planned? Um, I'm probably trying to get up with my brother again tomorrow since he leaves Monday. Okay. Never probably to be seen again. Don't say never. He ain't coming back to Virginia. You know what I mean? You can't go to him. I don't know if he liked me like that. Ask him. Uh, that sounds like a high school question. It's your brother. <laughs> yeah, but... I mean, yeah, we blood, but at the same time, we're not close, like, at all. Don't mean he won't want to see you again. Because if you're going to hook up with him and he agrees, it means he wants to see you again. Or he could just be happy somebody's getting him out. 
she pessimistic, y'all. No, the reason why I say that is because I, um, knowing he's only gonna be here for another few days, um, Tuesday when I went to go play volleyball, I said, hey, <clears throat> I'm gonna be out, um, you know, at the field house or whatever, tonight around 7 if you wanna tag along. His response was, I'll probably just be getting back from the gym about that time. Exactly. He probably, that's an honest answer. I don't No, it wasn't that it was a, wasn't an honest answer. It was that I put forth a little bit of effort to make an offer. And you just told me that the gym was more important. Well, it was you more. You the same gym he goes to every fucking day well it was more like the rest was important because i'll just be getting no, back that, from the he'll gym. just be no it wasn't it wasn't about the rest it was about oh i'll just be getting back and i'll need to shower and get ready and all that stuff oh so he was just being lazy i feel like it but anyway okay so you might hook up with this brother who may or may not like you yeah, I had a bad, pretty bad experience with him last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Pretty bad experience. We actually were doing two interviews this weekend. Mm-hmm. One is with Shanita. I believe she's like an evangelist, and I don't want to say the wrong thing. Okay. But she's very Christian. She does like this morning manna. Okay. And it's pretty, pretty cool. So we're going to interview her tomorrow. I mean, I'll play either in the week, but... Our interview is scheduled for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like she does, like really, really awesome prayers. It's kind of cool. Why are you frowning your face up? And then, <laughs> worried about my face. Uh, on Sunday, we're gonna get with the True Addicts podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. And oh, um, okay. I think Scoop. Mm. I believe it's his name. Okay. Like I don't, it's, it's funny and the only reason I say I believe is because I don't know what like he likes to be called. Like I need to get that. Oh, okay. I got you. Like I, real name like stage. Name. Right, right, right. That's what I'm trying not to say too much. But it is the True Addicts podcast on YouTube. Okay. You know, he got a, a book coming out. I think he just revised his book. Okay. So it's on Amazon and stuff. So we're gonna talk to him a little bit on Sunday. <clears throat> see what he got going on. So we're getting into our interviews and mm-hmm. getting people on the podcast. You know. Mm-hmm. iHeartRadio has been doing really, really well for us. Except. Right. We needed to talk about Mm iHeartRadio. So, for some reason, iHeartRadio has two channels for AGE Prison Talk. It's just because they knew we was going to be that big. They was like, we're going to go ahead and give y'all two channels. (laughs) Or they had a glitch in their system and somehow we got two channels. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, either way. Either way. However, um, when you guys look for AGE Prism Talk, know that we are on twenty episode twenty two. So I think get to episode twenty two. Right. Us. So I think one like one channel stops at like episode thirteen. Oh. And okay. that's the that's the channel that's kind of messed up. So if you listen to us on Heart Radio, make sure you find the channel that has twenty one episodes, and then today will be twenty two. Right. Yep, twenty two. Right. Mm-hmm. Or is it twenty three? Mm. In the twenties, guys. In the twenties. I think it might be twenty three, yo. But tell you now he's gonna. I need to know how many. Stop and look. <laughs> yes, we're on episode twenty-two. We're on episode twenty-two. I don't like the way you did that. He's gonna, he's gonna stop and look. <laughs> she know me or something? Because. 
Mm-hmm. Why is it not in alphabetical order? <laughs> in numerical? That's 20. We're going to figure this out. I don't even know what episode we're on. This is it. Okay, so it's episode 21. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. It's going to be the episode 20s, girl, little girl. In the 20s. <laughs> again. <laughs> in the 20s. <laughs> Well, I plan, I wanted, to, for first of all, I need a state well, inspection. Well, first of all. Yes, I need a state inspection. So, if y'all know anywhere that I can get my car inspected, hit me up. Christian at agepresentalk.com. <laughs> but call me, 774-7009. Area code 757. Um, because, yeah, like, everybody be like, oh, you got to drop your car off and wait three weeks. Like, it's just crazy right now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to de- go ahead and deal with the Virginia law where they said they can't pull you over for four months. Unless you give them a reason to pull you over, mm-hmm. but that can't be the primary reason they pull you over. But would they still would they still ticket you for that though? I think they can if they pull you over for something else. Mm-hmm. Like if you're texting and oh you're speeding, texting and driving, something like that, and they pull you over, and then they see that your inspections expired, uh-huh. they can ticket you. But they can't just pull you over for an expired um, ticket thingy. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, shout out to Ireland. Cause they're still like checking us out, yo. All right, what we're, up? Guys? We're like at six hundred and twenty-seven downloads per episode in Ireland. That is amazing to me. Wow. I'm like, y'all know this ain't real right here, but if that's the reason why y'all listening, I will keep it red for y'all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, it is. Well, no, it's not real red. Well, we know it's not real red, but it's still real. <laughs> Yeah, it's, 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 yes. Whatever your reason, actually, I don't know. Call in, let us know. You ain't gotta let us know. Just keep listening, Just y'all. Just keep listening. No, we about to come up with our thousand dollar contest. We are gonna take a little mini break, and we'll be right back. Oh yeah, because I'm gonna eat some of my tacos. I know that's right. All right, people. <laughs> <laughs> AGE, Prism Talk, The Chronicles of a Changed Man, Part 3 by Sean Creighton. On December 7, 1920, on 1992, I accepted a plea bargain for 65 years with parole eligibility. My hopes back then was to make it home by the time I was 42. Not only will I be turning 40 with 46 soon, but I was also being my 29th year of incarceration. I've been eligible for, for parole since 2004, but I've been continuously turned down to nine parole for, for the most part for the same reasons each year. One of the reasons being release at this time would diminish the seriousness of crime. The board concludes that I should serve more of my sentence prior to release on parole. The serious nature and circumstances of my offenses, these things would never change. So why do they continuously justify 15 years of parole turns down based on what happened 29 years ago while I was a juvenile? I have presented myself as a model prisoner by maintaining stable adjustment while having no disciplinary charges since February 24, 2005. As a result, 
My security level has gradually dropped over the years to a security level score of a negative two. My my risk of violent recidivism is low. My risk of recidivism is a medium. So why do we have these, these scoring and tests and things that we have to take every year if they're not using them? Consequently, I have maintained my employment as a as, as what we call an inmate advisor for about 10 years now. As an advisor, I assist other prisoners doing the disciplinary procedures. My role as a advisor to the prisoners are on departmental rules, regulations, and policies, and to be an overall role model for all other prisoners. This position has allowed me to build an open, respectful, and appropriate relationship with institutional staff and improve upon my professionalism and my worth ethic. My job can be demanding. However, I handle it with a positive attitude. It has also afforded me on numerous occasions the opportunity to mentor other prisoners, some of whom, upon release, has utilized shared knowledge to become successful in their endeavors. An example of this is it's one of my friends by the name of Holly Bay, who after working with me as an inmate advisor for about three to four years, has utilized his knowledge to become a paralegal in a law firm in North Virginia. We continue to keep in contact on a regular basis. I'm honored to be his friend and willing to aid and assist him whenever I am, whenever I'm able to. He also is able to uh, aid and assist me if I desire to become a paralegal upon my release. It feels good when you are able to help someone, even in the most smallest of ways. This goes to who you are as a person. My crimes are of those things that that I have done, but they aren't who I am as a person. I have come a long way from when I first was locked up as a juvenile, convicted as an adult. After I slowed down and settled into doing my time, I started focusing on myself, on the knowledge of self, on self-improvement and self-development. I have used my time to mature and build my character and to have self-respect and respect for others. For a long time, I would justify my crimes as they were committed against other criminals. But when I began to understand the implications of my crimes for my victims and upon myself, I was finally able and willing to fully accept responsibility for my actions, for my part in things. I began feeling remorseful as to the hurt, the loss, the pain that I have caused others. With such realization came a conviction in my heart and mind that I would never be that person again. My family, friends, and the community 
deserves better of me, and I will be better. One of the greatest truths about being locked up is that you have plenty of time to think. And here I sit, having 65 years worth of time to think, to think about my life, to think about who I am, who I want to become, why I'm here, and where do I want to go from here. Looking back at my past became a starting point because as the saying goes, hindsight is twenty twenty. Because we are able to see things more clearly than we were, than when we were in the moment. And so, how did I get here as a young teen? Where did I go wrong? How far away have I fallen from my childhood goals, dreams, and aspirations? I remember being in the third grade at James Hurst Elementary during career day when the teacher had asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Some of the children yelled out, I want to be a doctor. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be in, in the Army. I want to be a teacher. I yelled out, I wanted to be a lawyer. Now, one of us has said that we wanted to be a drug dealer, a killer, a stick-up kid, a prostitute. Who would have thought to answer they wanted to be serving apprentice sentence by the time they was 18 in some supermax prison in the western region of Virginia? The point is, we all have high aspirations and dreams and there is no limitation to our thinking as to who or what we want to be. And if you're someone who has become sidetracked from your dreams and aspirations, ask yourself, where did you go wrong? Where did you get sidetracked? And how can you get back on track? And having been to 11 prisons, I've learned and experienced many things, both good and bad. This has been the best of life. This hasn't been the best of life, but the best I made of it when I came to realize that if I changed my thoughts, I could change my world, and that our thoughts have tremendous power over who we are as a person, over our character, and over our circumstances. I wanted so badly to change my world and assign meaning to my life because our life has no meaning except for the meaning we give it. It can be one of stepping stones or stumbling blocks. The power lies in our hands to choose. And so I chose it to be one of stepping stones. Stepping stones that have paved how I was to serve the rest of my time after tripping over so many stumbling blocks, I began to change my thought process in that I was no longer in prison, but in college. I began to see prison as some 
prestigious college or university of the likes of Yale or Harvard. As my thoughts changed, so did my world begin to change, slowly at first. But nevertheless, it changed. All my situations and circumstances began to shape themselves around this determined idea, around this thought and desire to learn and to become a better me, a better version of myself. And as the saying goes, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. I began noticing chance events occurring in my life, occurring at just the right moment, at just the right time, bringing forth just the right people to suddenly send my life in a whole new and important direction. And I am sure that those of you who are listening has experienced some series of coincidences that has brought you face to face with different insights or chapters in your life story just when you needed them. Just think about your life story from your birth to right now. See how the events of your life fit together. See a higher perspective on these things. Look at the significant turns in your life, all your interests, your important friends, coincidences that has led you forward in your past through all your stages of growth and development, through all your joy and your pain, through all your grief, sorrow, regrets. All of these things was just preparing you to be right here, right now, in the place where you find yourself in your life, be it mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially, etc. Weren't they all leading and guiding you somewhere? If you can understand this, then you can see how I allow the coincidences in my life to lead me into a clear idea of how to move forward in my life. Those around me became my teachers in the sense that they were either good, either a good example or a bad warning of what to do or of what not to do. Therefore, I listened, I observed, and I engaged. As a result, I became more and more conscious of the coincidences in my life, which in turn brought forth a more fulfilling experience. It was explained to me years later that there is no coincidences, no happenings. Divine law governs all events. Be that we name it God's will or karma, universal law, divine justice, etc. And we're either in tune with it or we're not. It's either we're consciously aware of it or we're not. Because whenever people cross our paths, there is always a lesson or a message for us. And for that reason, chance encounters do not exist. But how we respond to these encounters determines whether we are able to receive the lesson or the message. Here's an example of this. If you have a conversation with someone, 
who has crossed your path and you do not see a lesson or a message pertaining to your current life questions, it doesn't mean there was no lesson or message for you, but that you missed it for some reason. This is in reference to all of us in that we have messages and life lessons for each other. And so, each one teach one. Welcome back, people. Welcome back. So we were discussing... You know what? What were we discussing again? I was thinking about earlier, right, that I was listening to another podcast. Mm -hmm. And someone was talking to somebody. And they just start coughing. And I'm like, yo, he's smoking a blunt. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But we were talking about, like, the expectations when it comes to text messages and phone calls. For other people. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, so I guess because I have, you know, sent a message out, you know, every couple of days or so or whatever. And I and I said, you know, I don't know. I'd be trying to, you know, be cute sometimes, I guess. So sometimes instead of, you know, hey, it's hey, love or no. Well, love is kind of everybody. What are you saying? Hey, put I said, hey, pudding pop. Oh, we put the whole with Madonna. <laughs> Five, hey, you got to. Sorry. That just really okay. What was I saying? <laughs> Text message. We be like, hey sunshine. Oh yeah, hey sunshine. Or sometimes I say, what a, what a pudding pop. What else have I said? Okay, guys, pudding pop. Yeah, love bug. Love bug. Um, pudding pop is my favorite. You like pudding pop? You have never called me pudding pop. You want? And actually, pop? now. You want me to call I'm you about to be pop? a hypocrite <laughs> because I'm upset that you be calling other people sunshine in your morning. Okay, messages. so here we go with the expectations of fucking text messages out here. You know what I'm saying? Don't sunshine, bitch. You ain't never sunshine me ever again as long as you live. You hear me? Just tell me good morning. <laughs> wow. I ain't know you be look. You got the pudding pops and the love bugs and all the other shit. Why you got a sunshine, everybody? I thought I was the sunshine in your life. You are now clearly not. You're just not sometimes the only sunshine. A bitch is only one sun on this earth. Exactly, and that's where you live. I'm sorry, on Earth, but other places have other. Suns. She did say this Earth, but you know it's like an Earth too. <laughs> oh my God! I just all did. I did a, like a nerd thing and didn't even fucking realize it. God damn it! Oh, but you still ain't. Um, I am your son on this planet. The one that you live on, there's only one son, a bitch, and that is me. But right. now I don't want to be your son no more. <laughs> but the sun releases. Multiple rays. So, like me, I had a friend of mine's, of mine's, and we kind of fell out of contact just because I realized he wasn't a good friend. Right. Called me this morning. And that's okay. Right. But I probably should have kept him because I don't have no friends. But. <laughs> no, but we don't. No. So it's he, not no bad friends or and no friends. It's just no friends. So I woke up this or morning. 
to like 16 <coughs> missed phone. Well, first of all, he blocked. Right. You know what I'm saying? But when I woke up this morning, I saw that you had called. So I remember I was like, I was running late. I was going to call you back. Mm-hmm. So when I went to call you back. I saw like that he had called 16 oh, times. Oh, I didn't even realize you were still in the bed at that point. You did tell me that, but I didn't realize at that point you were like still in the yeah, bed. Yeah, I was still in the bed. Oh, Still Lord. in the bed. I didn't want to get out the bed. I have been having, thank you, Jesus Christ. I have been having the best sleep ever in life lately. Mm-hmm. Like knocked out being my third drool. Your third? Yeah, I had to flip two pillows open and change oh, one. Oh, <laughs> I used to do that, too, though. You just got to flip this over. You got to turn it that way, though, so that when you put your arms under, you still don't catch that wet Right. <laughs> so I woke up, 16 missed calls. Cool. Like I said, I haven't talked to this person now. Probably, like, I stopped talking to him. One day, I thought about him, and I was like, let me reach out. Reached out. Ended up being some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Stopped talking to him again now. What's that, three months? Mm-hmm. About three months. So then I'm at work and I get an unknown call. And I thought it was like my homeboy sister who's in the federal penitentiary. Shout out to uh, Barbie Guns. She a rapper. You're going to hear her music soon. Okay. Yeah. But um, but it wasn't. It was him. And he was like, yo, I answer phone. I'm like, hello. He was like, my mom died. What do you say to that? Especially when you don't know who it is. <laughs> You know, it's like, damn, true, true, true. look, so my response was, damn, that's fucked up. Who this? Damn, that's fucked up. But who, who this who, is? Who this is? Who did right here? But then I'm in the middle of work, so I'm like, I'm going to call you back. Right? <clears throat> then I get a text message talking about, damn, it's fucked up that you got me blocked. And then I tell you my mom died, and you still ain't got no love for me. I'm at work. Again. How was that the expect? You don't even talk to this person and hadn't even talked to him in a while. So, right. like, how was the expectation of I tell you this, you have to, you have to do something about it. Like, I ain't gotta do shit. Right now, I pray for you, and I hope God and your God touch you and helps you through this situation. We're gonna hit a moment of silence for his mom and hope that she's in a better place. You know, because no one ever knows. Wait, so. Oh, because Bone Thugs yes. Harmony. <laughs> as, as we are in the moment of silence, all you hear is boom, 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 And that's bum, Crossroads, bum. ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> and it's so, it like fits. Right. <laughs> you me out. How we had to go through the different emotions to get there, and I just went from there to there. <laughs> and, Girl, and then you caught up. You know, I was born with blonde hair and blue eyes. <laughs> Which, sorry to all the people who were born with blonde hair, blue eyes, but it's true. I am one of you. Did you want to try this? We are one. Yeah. God got good at this, though. You need to open it. Yeah. I got this. Okay. So nice I, I, I know how to open it. A little while ago, I was screwing it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh look, it's orange and purple. Oh, like our right. sign. It is. <laughs> right. So we officially got our backdrop. Right. We got a backdrop. So it's kind of cool. So you'll be seeing that in our interviews that we get done in a few days. Yeah. In our YouTube videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> yes, the expectations of people. Like, I don't like talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Me neither. Well, only when I want to. It's funny because me and you can get on the phone and talk for like two hours. True. You know what I'm saying? But and I me, generally don't care about me nobody. and Quay could get on the phone and talk for like two right. hours. Mm-hmm. Me and Pam, mm-hmm. but like that's it. 
everybody else is like, oh my god. Like, I'm sorry, Dad. I know you be listening. <laughs> and I know I need to call you But the only reason I haven't called you Is not because I don't want to call you It's just I don't want to be on the phone I don't like being on the phone either Because see there has to be a solitary focus When you're on the phone You know what I'm saying And sometimes my mind just be going And then in all honestly since like doing work Doing this podcast Trying to do good podcasts You know what I'm saying right. You know and like doing a lot of this stuff ourselves Right You know it's just like you know, make sure my mom is good. I got to spend my quality time with my mom. I think more for my benefit than hers. <laughs> I think your mom be trying to kick you out sometimes. She do. She do. She, she like, if you know, she be like, if you don't stay in your room right, and leave me alone. If you don't get the hell out of my bed, because I be all up in that bed in her spot. I make her sit in the computer chair. Ooh. And I lay in her spot, girl. Because it be comfortable. And I lay there till I get tired and then I go to sleep. Which is messed up because my mom did just have back surgery. <laughs> well, not just, but she's still recuperating, recuperating from back surgery. You know what? I'm driving my car the other day and I went to reach for something and pulled out a nail. Girl, you have the whole nail in the guy. A nail? Yes. Like a fingernail? Yes. <laughs> Which one was it? I had the little shiny thing was, on it. Oh, that was the little one that came on my pinky. I didn't know where it went. Well, I found it, girl. I had. <laughs> Just like the dad tried to kill your eyelash. That was still that was very funny. So some, put on someone today. calls me. First of all, someone goes out without me, right? And I think this is one of those nights I would would, would okay. Mm-hmm. This heifer. Mm. Every time she go out by herself, she be looking good as a bitch. The first time we go out together, she wanna look like average Betty. Lies. But continue. It's not lies. When? Bitch, you ain't wore heels with me in forever. I don't even wear heels. You full okay when you came to my house, you didn't have heels on. And that dress. That one time. And with that blazer. You was looking fabulous. And then you got them heels over there that I ain't never seen before. And I know they're now here because you don't wore them. <laughs> I you know what just didn't bring them down. Because they look like they've been walked arm. in, okay? You was all up in them. Shoes right, because I gotta investigate when I come over here. Cause I feel like you don't be telling me the whole truth, nothing but truth so help you got. <laughs> Anyway, stop. You having to investigate sometimes. Investigate discovery around this bitch. Anyway, so, so. <laughs> she calls me and she's like, "I'm coming to get in your bed," and I'm like, "Okay." So she get there, she slide out the nice old sexy dress. She take the heels off. Where she did got, I go that night? I don't know, but you you was by yourself at that. We could have been to Grudla. But anyway. Uh-uh. It was probably one of those nights I said, come on, you want to go somewhere and you told me no. No, I wanted to go out. I went out with that, you that night. Not that night. Yes, you didn't even tell me you was going out. You weren't supposed to go out and you just end up out. Oh, God. I'm like, what did I do that night? I know you said you went somewhere. It was kind of late. You went to the bar. You had like ate something, had a few drinks, and then you came to my house. Like, it was because you went late. I think it was before like the 12 o'clock curfew. It was a while ago. I know. I'm just, I just, what I don't, I'm trying That's to think irrelevant. Where was the I point trying? was, she had I know a banging ass dress. She had on the little like, blazer. She had on a dress? What the fuck did she, I go She had these heels on. She coming there all sexy and get out of bed, climbing the bed, smelling like a rum runner. And, I, I, um. Yep, I probably definitely smelled like a rum runner. If I thought I was gonna get me some, the devil was a lie. Cause she climbed in that bed, and next thing you heard was. <laughs> <laughs> it won't that bad. Cool. So then I get up, cause you know, I'm one of those people, I drink a lot of water and stuff, I go to sleep. <laughs> So I get up and I decide I need to use the bathroom. <laughs> I pull the covers back and there's a caterpillar on my bed. So I tried to kill it. 
but it was an eyelash. <laughs> One of my eyelashes that came off my eye that <laughs> But I don't understand how it ended up on the other side of my bed. And it's just laying there. So, you know, it's like I pulled the cover off and I just see the damn caterpillar in the bed. <laughs> I don't know how it got way over there. Because I don't think I was ever over there. <laughs> You won't open there. That shit travel. That <laughs> Why shit move. Because I was trying to think, like, were you? Because you sleep kind of wild. Because I, ha- I end up, really? I end up getting like, okay. So first of all, so I got my Casper, which is really, really nice to sleep in. Mm-hmm. And it's probably your first time sleeping in my Casper. It was right, and I knew that you enjoyed it because you wanted to sleep immediately. I but I was trying to I think because you sleep wild. Like, did you ever jump over me and then jump back over me? <laughs> I know that's what I'm thinking. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We might have did some double dutch move in the middle of the night. Right. I don't know, one, you know and what? I was like out of it, out of it too. Jennifer Nicole Harrell. Oh, if y'all know a Jennifer Nicole Harrell from Jacksonville, Florida, you know where she is. I'm looking for her. That's my homegirl, Jen. Okay. Because we were really, really close and like situation separate us but i'm thinking about the time we had an experience like that too so we had went out i was like freshly new back in virginia okay and i, and I was working at zim at the time she was working at zim <clears throat> so she decides like yo we're gonna hang out so she takes you to the strip mm-hmm. so we go to like what is it that shocker club or whatever mm-hmm. but you know it's like three like you leave out one door there's another bar next door you go oh, there's another bar it's like three bars in a row Mm-hmm. Or, or close enough where they could be like in a mm-hmm, row. Mm-hmm. So we went bar hopping at night. Uh-huh. It was really weird because this guy was following us that kept telling me that Bob was really glad I was there. <coughs> okay. And everywhere we went, somehow Bob was there too. Because Bob was really glad that we was there. It, well, it didn't dawn on to me. Dawn to me. <laughs> it didn't dawn on me until after we left that he was wearing a Bob Marley shirt. And, I, and he kept saying, Bob... <laughs> Bob is really glad you're here. Oh. But it took me like a sober moment to realize, like, was this my first time with Bob Marley on his shirt? Well, anyway, clearly Bob Marley, his ghost, was glad I was there. <clears throat> cool. So we met, me and Jen met at the job. She got in my car. We drove to the strip. The job's in Norfolk. We drove to the strip. Mm-hmm. So we get back in my car. I drive to Norfolk, let her out. She gets in her car. I go to pull off and go in a circle to turn around, and I see her fall into the passenger seat. So I was like, okay, let me go get her. Because clearly, she's not driving away tonight. <laughs> and it would be responsible for me to leave her here. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I get her in the car. I take her home <clears throat> to my house. We get, wake up the next morning. She turned and she looked at me. She says, uh, did we do anything last night? <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, bitch, you went to sleep. Why? She tells me, I'm sore. <laughs> what? Mm. And I'm like, if we did do something, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering, why was she sore? Right. She was, no, she was saying she was like sore, like she had sex sore. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. She raped me while I was asleep. You know that it happens to men. Men get raped. I don't care what no woman wants to say. And yes, men, it's considered rape. And to admit it is not a... Help me out here, sister. It's not a... I'm not a listening. knock to your manhood. Listen, I'm not listening to you right now. <laughs> are you one of those people that think men can't get raped? Okay, so anytime you feel like not having sex, is that considered rape? 
Just because you don't feel like not having it don't mean that you don't consent to it. Wives do that shit all the time. But do they really? <clears throat> because I was speaking to a woman the other day and we were talking and that was the one thing she said to me. My husband used to rape me all the time. And to me, I thought the same thing. I'm like, did he rape you or did you just not want to have sex? But if she didn't want to have sex and he made her, technically that's rape. Is it different because it's a husband? Mm, no. And that's really how she felt. She felt like he used to rape me all the time. But she said it so nonchalantly and I'm like, look, I'm always holding my shirt and stuff because <laughs> I feel violated. <laughs> right. I'm violated. What you mean? He do it all the time. <laughs> Over here coming up my nipples and shit. Like, what you mean? Like a robe. Right. And she, but she was like, just like, just all nonchalant. Yeah, my husband raped me all the time. And I'm like, what do you mean he raped you all the time? And she was like, because I don't really want to have sex. And she'd be like, I tell him no, and he still do it. And she was like, I just be glad when he over. I'm glad that don't last more than four minutes. But I'm like, that has to be horrible. And I kind of wanted to pry and like know, like, is it ever a time that you want to have sex with him? Like, I still have questions as to. So he made you like, like he forced you, or he just kept asking you and you gave him. I know I'm 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 being how a, much I'm being a devil's advocate. No, I guess one. I guess, but my question in that is how much force would be considered. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because like if it's a thing where I'm like no 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 you kiss around my neck and yada yada it's like no no right. no you still kiss around my neck and then you take my clothes off and I'm telling you and no I'm no still no letting you do all these things yeah but, let you but if I'm telling you if, but if I'm I telling you, you but that's the thing is like do you fight at that time? Like what do you do? Because because she didn't fight was she not violated? Because she kept telling him no. Yes, the answer is. Yes, but I don't know how I feel about it. The answer is yes that it technically is rape, but borderline. But I I don't know. I just feel like like because you have to fight in order to be raped. And the reason okay, I, I know. I see. Because, I feel like because sometimes I'm not just fear. Let you. I'm not gonna just let. If I don't want you to fuck me, I don't want you to fuck me. Okay, so now we're gonna get a little little personal. Me being molested growing up. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want that shit. But I was so terrified to fight back. Because it was always older people bigger than me. You know, and it's like, okay, do I let but this happen? That's a, a, a child that grew Like, t- two of us on the same level, I feel like. Well, I mean, we don't know. Her, like, is her husband abusive? Has he hit her? Is she scared? Like, aren't those, yeah. shouldn't those things be taken into consideration? I don't know. Uh, yes. No. Yes. <laughs> I don't. Like, I don't is, remember is it, what the question was. It's exactly. different for you because you're a, like you're a strong woman, so I, I see mean, you fighting to an extent. Yes, because I think that you'll give in before you like there, it gets to the point it, of no. There is um, <laughs> have something to say about that, but I just can't say it on there. Okay. Like a story? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because I just be thinking about, like, all the people, like, that have been, like, raped, raped in my life. And it's like... Mm. It's crazy because I was talking to my cousin yesterday. And, like, she just came out with, like, yeah, his father raped me. 
And that, actually, then how does the second conversation? Now that I'm thinking about it. I was talking to her last night, and she was talking about her baby daddy raped her. She was like, she didn't know what to do, so she was like, she just let him do it. Yeah, I'm lying. I'm lying. She said she stopped. She like tried to stop him. He smacked the shit out of her, and okay. then she was like, "Let's okay. just get it over with," because I ain't trying to get my ass beat. Right. Okay. You know what okay. I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> Yeah. But I don't know how we got such on a dread, dreadful topic. I don't know. <laughs> That's supposed to be Friday takeover. I know, right? So let's turn up a little bit. So what y'all doing this Friday? Yeah, you can talk to the radio. What you doing? Oh, for real? You gonna go there? Have a drink for me. And at least one for me. It ain't even gotta be a whole drink, but at least a shot. Okay. And smoke a bunt for us too. Yes. Like some loud. Do people still say that? Some loud? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's loud? Mm-hmm. So, oh, because you know, every time you people say, it's loud. It's loud. I didn't know what it, that was. <laughs> I, was, I was just trying to mimic the sound. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like, go smoke some loud. <laughs> yeah, it's loud. Loud. Okay. Mm-hmm. But why is it loud? Can you hear it? Um... Oh, it has like a loud smell, right? Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so go look get. You. I know, right? Look at me, ghetto one on one. And I think like the one of the newer terms is pressure, and that just sounds stupid to me, so I don't use it. Use it in a sentence, please. Um, yo, that bud he got from Cali was some pressure. Oh. Okay, and on that note, we're gonna say, <laughs> have a great Friday. Have a good Friday. Have some pressure. Get some whatever makes you happy. Right. Oh, my God. I wanted to read something, though, because it's really, really cool. She was looking at me like, can we go? Because you always start going, and then you just stop. And then we end up back in this again. Back in what? Oh, because I always <laughs> stop and say we're going to leave, and then I always come back? Because mm-hmm. I feel like they want two more minutes of us. Okay, they, the people want two more minutes of us. So this is from my "You Are a Badass" calendar. Mm-hmm. It says when something seems so big, so magnificent, so out of reach, it requires you to believe it's possible before you got any proof that you could ever pull it off. In fact, it usually requires you to ignore a lifetime of proof that you probably can't pull it off. Should I read it again? Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> When something seems so big, so magnificent, so out of reach, it requires you to believe it's possible before you got any proof that you can ever pull it off. So you got that? Yeah. In fact, it usually requires you to ignore a lifetime of proof that you probably can't pull it off. Hmm. So think about that, people, and we will see you Monday. Have a blessed weekend. Have a blessed weekend, and guys. We out. Stay you, stay safe, stay blessed. See ya. The share it with a friend deal, even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules. Live your best morning with BOGO breakfast sandwiches only on the McDonald's app. Now buy one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles or sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and get a second one free. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.